What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Last episode of February, or first episode of March, I guess, if you're listening to this, we are in March. Can speak for the guys here, Nick, Scotty, Coach Steve. I think we're all happy to see February go. By far our worst month of the year, so we apologize for that. Uh, But that being said, still kicking ass on the season, still up over 30 units, 132 wins. Game of the week is still 13 and five. We are going to reverse that losing streak this week. And we had to grind out a five and five week last week, guys. And sadly, that was our best week of the month. So let's turn the page. Back to back weeks of five and five. I think we've been 500 two weeks in a row. Maybe we're five, four and one or something like that. Or something like that. But we've been around there the last two weeks. Obviously, we had Champions League that helped us out a bit. Saved us. Well, crushed it. So I, I think we're coming through the cold streak. I think we've gotten through the cold part of February. We're now into March. What's it comes in like a lion goes out like a lamb, something like that. So maybe that's yep. the, that's our, our streak right there is we're going to lose that, that lost lion and gain a, a winning lamb. Love it. Hopefully it's not so, a sacrificial lamb, right? <laughs> I'll sacrifice a lamb if it gets us wins. I'll do it. That's it. We, we got to do it. <laughs> now I think we're all feeling pretty good about this week. Um, I mean, I can only speak for myself. I was feeling pretty good about the past couple of weeks, but had to grind out a couple of one and twos. Um, but there's good news. There's light at the end of the tunnel. We got a fire cell featuring all three of our squads, heavyweight matchups. I, I guess heavyweight matchups this week across Europe. And we got our hat trick of picks. So let's just get right into it. Coach, let's start off with your squad. I want to talk about them a little bit before we get into the odds. Roma is ta- yeah, I think we let's do. Let's pull off it's the only, band-aid. It's, it's only fair. It. Uh, we got Roma taking on Juve. Roma is in fifth, one point behind Lazio for a top four, nine points ahead of a minus 15 Juve. Coach, just tell everybody what happened today. You were able to watch it. You were home from school. Yeah, I, I, man, I would have been better off not having a snow day today, I think, because it was a disaster. Uh, you know, coming as they beat Roma in the cup, I did not expect it to happen again. Thought Roma would come out a lot better than they did. The first five, six minutes they actually looked really sharp. And it was like, oh, okay, like my my team total over one and a half to make my week go three and oh, it's going to hit. Uh, when Haldum came really close, he made his first start of the season, actually, after that broken, uh, I think it's fibula that he had. And um, yeah, they, Gave up a, a pretty good goal to, uh, I, forget, I forget his name, the player on Cremonese. It was a decent goal. Um, Did it have been saved? Know, it was, I, I, I think a better goalie saves than I do. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've got my, you know, problems with Ru- Rui Patricio this year. Um, last year was more than adequate, but this year it's certainly showing his age. Uh, and he showed it again late in the match when he gave up a, a very poor penalty after Roma had tied it through Spinazzola. So a very disappointing result when they could have gone Joint second um, would have been, I think, third on goal differential behind Inter and ahead of Milan and ahead of Lazio and all these teams. And instead, they find themselves in fifth with Juve looming. Uh, so not ideal. Certainly not ideal. I, I thought it was a week where they could have kind of put Atalanta somewhat in the rearview mirror and kind of Definitely. turned it into a four-team for three spots kind of race, but uh, wasn't to be. And I, I can only hope that they respond. Mourinho got another red card, so you guys hit your over, the the over cash. three and a half. Never or, in doubt. Red, Surpri- I don't know. Surprised it took this long. But um, yeah, I mean, day. yeah. The only good thing I could take from it is uh, Spinazzola's form has really taken off the last couple matches, starting to show his his dude looked like a back. forward. I mean, like he yeah. made better runs than any forward on the team during this game. 
three three assists in the last two matches and then had the goal today. So I mean that that's a positive when Haldem starting and looked decent was a positive. He played um, 90, right? He played all 90. I was shocked. Yeah. I thought when I saw Matic coming on in like the 60th or so, I thought he'd be the guy coming off and he had 90 minutes in him. So that, that's yeah. positive as well. Um, before we get into Juve, so you guys, uh, if anybody's familiar with our boy Two Chains, the king of the trap, Scotty is the king of the trap line. So, Scotty, I want your thoughts. Romo was only minus 130 in this game. Did that set off like red flags, alarm bells in your head? I'm Mine seems a little too good to be true. It does, but it, this is not, I don't want to rub this in coach's face. This isn't the first time this year that Roma have lost to Cremonese. So I'm sure that result probably had a little bit of, of weight uh, bearing in the lines there. So it does seem suspicious. Um, I think if we were looking through it with a, a fine tooth comb, maybe you would have gone with like a Cremonese draw no bet just to see what happens. But I don't know. It, it didn't reek of trap line to me because I think there, there have been enough questions asked of, Roma's recent form and some of the teams that they've dropped points to in the last, I don't know, two months or so that it's feasible. But the question, if you we also forgot to lines, mention too, Cremonese was winless in Serie A before today. Winless. Ooh. Yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> I mean, that, that says it all. <laughs> so maybe that can segue here, Nick, because if you want to talk trap lines, you know, today Roma were minus 130 to beat Cremonese. Now coming into a weekend against Juve, who've been in pretty decent form, they're actually the favorite to win. Yes. Um, so that seems a little odd. Uh, it does seem weird that we have a, a team going from, you know, I guess they were have, not as heavily favored as we'd expect against the last place winless team at minus 130 to now also being favored against Juve, who are one of the you know more informed teams in, in Italy right now. So let's get into that. I I have to put out like general betting wisdom at this point based on what you just said. So Roma plus 145, Juve plus 195. That tells me, take, throw everything out the window. Something's wrong. Something's fishy. The books know something we don't. Roma's going to win this game. That like That's all that tells me. I, I, I don't personally believe Roma wins the game, but those numbers right there tell me without question we're going to be in the group fucking chat on Sunday saying, holy shit, told you the books had it right. Romo's the favorite. They're going to win this game. 100% that happens. I hope you're right. Um, but I mean, uh, one thing I, that's kind of astounding is that Juve, because that that 15 point deduction is kind of flying under the radar right now, without the deduction, they're clearly in second place yeah. by, I think they're, they'd be three up on Inter and Milan and, and they'd be a very still secure Champions League team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be a very secure Champions League team. Yeah. They're only uh, 12 back now with the 15-point deduction. So. No, and that's the other thing to note. I mean, if Juve gets this ban overturned, which they very well might, they're they're yeah. in the Champions League and Roma's and probably And all of a sudden, out. teams like Lazio, Roma, and Atalanta yeah. are kicking themselves for missed opportunities yeah. uh, against teams like Milan and Inter, yeah? Um, but it could be a so weekend yeah. where they make up some good points too, right? Because if they, if they beat Roma... They pick up Six three back. and then Lazio are playing Napoli. So that's Ooh, a tough will one. That win? Yeah. Yep. So it could they be could seven be, back, I think, right? Yeah, they could be getting pretty close. Yeah. Um, so we have some crazy numbers on this. I think Steve and I are both going to get into it a little bit later. Um, but you mentioned Scott, you've the underdog. They're plus 110, draw no bet, which again, I think is an insane number for a team that's been in the kind of form that they've largely been in, right? They had a rough period for about a month in November, December. Outside of that, they've been fine. I, I think the overreactions to Juventus, um, 
have been unwarranted uh, to this point. Reactions by by who, Nick? Twitter mostly. Well, I mean, also you. You well, sure. you had the the Allegri meme in your like oh. saved folder drive. Oh no doubt, no doubt, out. no no. <laughs> Don't mistake that for me not thinking that he's a good coach or that they're a good team. That I just enjoy the downfall. If it was Inter, if it was Milan, if it was Roma, same same rule applies. It just happens to be Juve. Okay. So you were just um, hopping on the meme bandwagon. Oh, hundred so percent. And I'm okay. still on it. I'm talking about them in Serie B every fucking chance I get. So uh, just, even though you're four no with them, you, you need them right now. I do need them. They're, I think they're what, the the 70% hand. of your wins in February. They might be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the point I'm trying to make here is I think that's an unrealistic number that it, it's probably too good to pass up for Juve. Draw no bet. Um, and the over is plus 145. Uh, Steve so, and I will get into reasons yeah. for that, but go ahead. Go. Let me, well, let me talk about this. I just I just pulled up the last you know ten matches head to head, and I'm looking at the score lines, and they do tend to play lower scoring matches in Turin, which is what I always think of when these two teams play. But looking back, last season in Rome, four three Juve win. Season before in Rome, two two draw. Season before in Rome, two one um, Juventus win. And then there was you know there's also a match. It was at the Allianz, but it was a, a Coppa Italia match a couple years ago, three one Juve win. So it's kind of an even split between over and under two and a half. It's not as clear cut as I, I thought it was just going off memory there. There's been a few um, recently, especially in Rome. It seems like the matches are a little more open than when they're up in Turin. So not a bad number. If you're someone who thinks there could be goals and looking at the way the Juve match played out today against Torino four two win that they were down one, nothing down two one. I mean, goals, goals could come. I mean, Roma, <laughs> Roma scoring them is hit or miss you know they scored two on Salzburg last week which was solid and other weeks no not so solid they struggled to score two goals so it, tell, it tell really us about depends. the tell us about the goalie Patricio is not that great and Chesney also you know lets in his own share of uh not so great goals at times so Chesney he has definitely beat. been on the wrong side of the goalie on the take tweets that I've sent out in the past oh certainly a few months and, so. and he seems to get beat um, so I, I saw this, I don't want to take credit for it, that I'm the genius that saw it, but I, I saw somebody tweet, um, that he gets beat on the near side an awful lot. And I yes. like, pulled up a goal chart and I'm like, holy shit, dude, like, bro, <laughs> cover the weak side. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Those would exactly be the type of goals where I'd say keeper on the take because yeah. a lot of emerges from odd angles too. Um, it makes no sense. Yeah. So, um, Scotty, I I got to put you on the spot here. Buy or sell, Roma or Juve? At these odds, I would take Juve for sure. Um, you know, it, plus one ten Drano bet is to me a no brainer. You got yourself a little bit of protection there. Um, I know you guys think there are goals, but if you look at this, you know, just uh, at face value, you have Mourinho versus Allegri. It just feels like a, <laughs> right. a one nothing grind them out type of this game. This is and- this is um this is fucking. ISIS against Al Qaeda. I mean, yeah, like that's the type of fucking football this is going to be. So I, I would just say, if if I can think of one team here that might get the one nothing win, I, I think it's Juve in the form that they're in versus the form that Roma's in right now. All right, I like it. Steve, you want? I mean, you can buy or sell it, but I know we got picks on this later. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is the wrong to <laughs> <after> first. <laughs> All right, let's throw some shade at my team. Uh, we got Lazio taking on Napoli. Um, Napoli uh, favorite as they should be. Um, 
overwhelming favorite, which I'm I'm not all that sure about, but minus 170. Lazio is plus 425, uh, plus 300 draw, no bet. Over two and a half goals, minus 115, under minus 110. Lazio played Napoli decently well in their first match. It was 1-1 until the 90th. Um, if memory serves me correctly, Cavaradona scored a winner in like the 92nd, 93rd. Um, you know, you, you couldn't really ask much more of a Lazio team that really hasn't been scoring. I mean, I, we joke about Roma all the time. Lazio's right there with them in terms of they can't really put the fucking ball in the net consistently. Um, but I, I think Lazio has played some good games against Inter, against Milan, against Atalanta, against Roma. Um, I don't know that they should be plus 425 underdogs. I think that number's kind of high. Love your guys' thoughts on it. I think it's a big number. Uh, I was a little surprised when I saw it. I know it's in Naples. I know Napoli's in incredible form right now, but I didn't expect to see plus 425 against a team that's competing for Champions League. Um, you know, Napoli probably wins the match, but I mean, if I don't know if, if you would take a shot on your own team, draw no bet or something, but draw no bet at plus 300 is a pretty big number. I, I don't think, I don't think Lazio can get more than a point out of this, um, but yeah, I was I was surprised how big the number was. The one thing I will say, the the over, um, I feel like this is an overtype match. Minus one fifteen. Usually yeah, it definitely it has all the makings of it. I think it's an interesting one because, like you said, coach, the, it's Napoli taking on a, a team that's very much in the thick of it for the Champions League uh top four qualifications. But I think that's really just kind of a testament to just how dominant Napoli have been. Um, not only are they league's best offense by a healthy amount. I think they've got 14 more goals scored this season than the next best team. Um, They also have by far the league's best defense uh, having conceded four fewer goals than the next best. Uh, So it's, they've really been dominant. Um, I think this is a perfect game where you can kind of get creative. So um, I know myself, I just locked in Napoli in the over one and a half uh, parlay. It's minus one Oh five. We'll call that the Suri special. He talked about how he loves doing that, taking teams that are heavy favorites, layering in another easy to win prop and getting that number to around even money. Uh, and so that's sitting there right now. I think that's a, a really good play. It's not in any of our locks. Cause obviously I would have uh, kept that for, for the end of the podcast. But uh, if you're listening to this, you get the special detail. Um, I think that's a really good play to, to lock in now because I don't see this game being a one nothing kind of uh, win at all. Uh, and I and at the end of the day, I think Napoli are going to pretty much walk through Lazio. And whether it takes 30 minutes or, or 60 minutes or whatever, I think it's, the end result is, is pretty certainly going to be in, in Napoli's favor. Coach, anything to add? No, all, all I know is that what Scott is telling me is that our team's going to lose and Adelanto is going to be like, Push him back into that Champions League play soon. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I gather. They got to beat Unese. so and they they did not look good against Milan this weekend. Uh, oh, as someone that had a, the, the over in that match, uh, I was very frustrated to see them with zero shots on target in the first sixty minutes. Yeah, so as somebody who had bet them draw no bet, I was very frustrated to see them everything. So, so. I'm with you there. All right, let's move on then uh, to Liverpool. Your squad, Scotty, taking on a very, very, very informed Manchester United. Are they up to third place now? Uh, I think so. I think they're also, I saw a, a stat where if you looked at the table, you know, not counting the first two weeks where they lost to, I think it was Brentford and Brighton. Um, they're actually like top of the table or 
in there with with uh, Arsenal. So um, arguably one of the league's best teams, certainly been playing well. Rashford is in great form, as we've discussed many times and taken him in many props. Uh, going into Anfield and they're underdogs. Go figure. Uh, Liverpool, not exactly a great week for them. You know, everyone knows how they turned out in Champions League with the blowing a 2-0 lead and finishing the match down 5-2 going into the second leg against Real Madrid. And then played probably one of the most boring, awful matches that you could have ever watched in Premier League, not just this weekend, but all season long against Crystal Palace. Um, neither team really looked good going forward. I think Crystal Palace hit the crossbar a few times, and that was about as close as anybody got to scoring. So a, a very uneventful 0-0 draw. Not exactly great form. Nunez was out in that match with a shoulder injury he picked up against Real Madrid. So I think he's supposed to be back this Sunday. Um, it's not 100% confirmed. He might make an appearance. They play Wolves uh, midweek on Wednesday. So if he gets a substitute appearance there, uh, I think it's likely he starts. But it's Liverpool's midfield. It's been the problem all season long. You've got a, a midfield that's primarily made up of washed up 30 year olds and you know teenagers that are still trying to figure out how to to fit in into the premier league so it, it's not a good match i expect united to handle liverpool liverpool pretty easily in this one um i don't think we went through the odds but liverpool are, are plus 140 they're the favorite draw line is plus 260 united plus 175 that's a pretty good pick all things considered um even I'll money say- draw no bet yeah, that might be featured later on in the podcast. Uh, so I'll uh, talk about that in a second. Um, and the books like goals in this one over two and a half is minus 155 under is plus 120. That's interesting. Um, I know Liverpool started to look better. I, I said they were back, I think, two weeks ago. Um, their counterattacks looked pacey. They looked like they uh, a little bit more like the Liverpool of old with the way that they were pushing forward and pressing. Um, that seems as it seems to have fallen apart quite a bit in the last week though. So now I, I am uncertain again. Yeah. And, and I'll say before you go, Steve, this, this reminds me 100% of the Roma Juve matchup, right? You have a team that hasn't looked good against a team. That's very informed. The team that hasn't looked good is the favorite. But, I mean, again, knowing nothing, if I was just blindly betting this game, I would tell you to bet Liverpool. They're going to win. There's no doubt in my mind. But everything tells me United comes in and scores three goals. So, uh, Coach, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I I, I wouldn't bet against United right now. Not the form they're in. Uh, I, I have something coming up for, for this later, too. Um, but as soon as I saw that draw no bet at even money, that stood out to me right, right away. I, yeah. You know, United's playing really well. Uh, they also beat Barcelona in the Champions League. Um, not, not the Champions League. Uh, Europa League, so it's carrying over, right, to to European competition against a, a solid side. Um, so I, I I think United is, you know, the favorite should be the favorite, right? They should be on paper, but on form, on everything. But for some reason, the books don't have it that way. Could play into our hands. Yeah. Uh, it could be a rat line, like Scotty yeah. likes to to point out a lot of the time. But um, it's one of those ones. Like, how do you pass them up, right? It's even tempting to take a money line at plus one seventy five yeah. with the form they're in. The midfield battle is going to be so one-sided. I mean, Casemiro has been... Casemiro's back, too. Unreal. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. How for, old is he? Uh, I don't want to say because I just made fun of Liverpool's washed-up 30-year-olds. I think Casemiro is also 30, but... 30? Uh, is, is that all 31. he is? I feel like he's like 35. 31. No, oh, Just 31. turned 31, I, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. I feel a little bit better about how he's dominating Baby face, right though. Looks yeah. like a child still. Um, That's what made me think he was 35. But he's just going to... I mean, he's going to 
just destroy whatever midfield lineup that Klopp throws out there. I mean, it's the past few midfield lineups that Klopp is putting out there. It's Henderson, it's Milner, it's yeah. uh, Bajic who got exposed against Real Madrid. So I think it's tough to throw him back in there. Fabinho has been bad. Uh, they've tried putting Harvey Elliott in there, which doesn't really work because he doesn't defend well. It's it's not good. Um, and Casemiro will just have a field day with it. He'll be able to pretty much boss it and control possession, um, You know, allow whoever he's par- partnered with to, to find Rashford or or Anthony or whomever um, yeah. that, that you had to have up top. So it wouldn't want to be Trent this weekend. Not in the form Rashford's in. No, to, but, you know, to be fair to Trent, I've been a big critic of him. He's actually played a little bit better lately. Um, Joe Gomez was miserable uh, against Real Madrid. Got replaced by Matip this weekend against Crystal Palace. Defense looked a little better. I did say if I took one thing away from Liverpool, it's that they had a clean sheet for the first time in what felt like forever against Crystal Palace. But I don't know. I mean, it's they need to figure out this midfield situation in the summer. I know that's going to be top of Klopp's list. So in the meantime, it's just going to be a, a tough cover your eyes and and get through it season for, for Liverpool fans because this midfield is not going to get solved anytime soon. Yeah, just it's going to be in, extremely interesting to see, um, you know, two games here where we feel like we know the clear favorites. They're clear underdogs on the on the on the lines, right? The on the the betting odds. Um, I, I can't wait to see how these two games wind up because we're either going to sound like the smartest guys in the planet or we told you so, guys. If it was February, I'd say we'd lose. If it because it's March, I'm going to say we might win. Yeah, I think so. All right, well, shit, guys, let's get right into the hat trick of picks. Um, as we mentioned, five and five last week, but I, I mean, I say this every week. I feel really fucking good looking at what's down here on paper. So, Scotty, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I feel pretty good too. I mean, three and zero two weekends ago, two and one last weekend, harsh loss, but uh, I think I got the pick of the litter here. I was the first one in the dock, so I got all three of my first choices. Um, First match, I'm going Brighton versus West Ham. My first inclination was that Brighton are going to roll here. Did a little research, realized Brighton's offense has not been great in February, much like uh, kicks and picks, hat trick of picks. Uh, I think they've scored just three goals in their last four matches, um, but the good news is their defense has been solid. They've limited their opponents to just two goals over that same time period. So you're looking at six total goals in four games for Brighton. Um, West Ham, not exactly an offensive juggernaut. They did just put up four against Nottingham Forest this weekend, but I think that's an aberration. Uh, the previous three matches, they only amounted to two goals. So I'm going to stick with the trend here. I'm going to say this will be a low scoring match. So my first lock is going to be the under two and a half in this match is minus 115. Yeah, I was surprised by uh, Brighton's form lately too. I know I know they bit me a couple weeks ago and, and they're not playing very well, slipping down the yeah. table a little bit. They've dropped off a little bit. Um, I think they went from sixth place or something. They were pretty up, pretty think, yeah, high up, and now they're dropped down six, to ninth. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But I, I don't see this being a, a big high-scoring affair. Uh, I think you might see a 2 nothing win by Brighton. That's the best-case scenario. Worst-case scenario, West Ham gets like a 1-1 draw. Yeah. So I'm going to stay in the Premier League for my first one. I'm going to go Fulham draw no bet at Brentford at plus 160. I know we lost Fulham money line last Friday as our or pod lock, but I like this number too much at plus 160. Uh, two of the biggest overachievers based on preseason expectations in the whole league, and despite that draw against Wolves at home, Fulham is still pushing for Europe, got a win in the FA Cup against Leeds today. Uh, they won the first match between these two in the fall, 3-2 at Craven Cottage. 
Um, and I just think the number's too good to pass up with the protection against a draw. So I'm, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to try to get us a, a nice plus money winner here. Yeah, Mitrovic is back too. I think that's the key point. Um, they definitely struggled up top a little bit in his absence. So good to have him back automatically scoring goals. All right. I got a real coach worldwide feel to my picks this week. So coach, thank you for the inspiration. I'm going to an old reliable for the pod lock. Um, it's a little chalkier than I would like, but we're going to make up for it with our other two picks. I like Real Madrid. They're minus 140 on the money line. They're taking on Real Betis. Um, I think we're starting to see the real Madrid, if you will, um, over the last month or so. So we're talking about big wins in the league. We talked about that thrashing of Liverpool. Hard-fought draw against Atletico last week. Um and, and listen, Batista's, I mean, I didn't realize this. They're in like fourth place. They're, they've been pretty good. Um, I they were can't a lock name. of the week for me last weekend, Nick, where I called yeah. that out. Nice they work. won a certain uh, Europa League group of the team from Rome. I, I don't know that I put that in their win column, but I mean, winning the group <laughs> they do, but beating Roma doesn't go in the win column. That's 50-50. Um, but I, I think just, you know, Anytime you're getting Real Madrid like minus 150 or better, my antennas always kind of go up. And this is one of those spots. I think they're going to start to go on a run. They're gearing up for the Champions League as they always do. And that's not for another two weeks. So there's really no need to rotate. There's no need to hold back. There's no need to rest anybody. And I just like them to get it done. It feels like a game. And if they're going to have any hope of winning the league, which I don't think they will, they can't drop points. So I think um, until further notice, they're still in the title race. Yeah. Lewandowski picked up a, an injury, so he might be out for Barcelona for a little bit. I think the main piece that I'll add to your pick, Nick, because Please. I did take Betis as a lock of the week last week against last place Elche, who much like Cremonese oh, also had yet that to was, get yeah, win. I, I remember rooting and for this game. Yeah. Betis barely snuck out a win. It took them three penalty kicks and two red cards on Elche in the second half. Yes. to get the win. So yes. not a great look for Betis. They did get me my win, but I have penciled them in as a let's stay away from them in the future type of bit, uh, bet. So Yeah, and, and I'm trying to remember. I, I think, didn't they beat Roma like one nothing with like a 90th minute corner kick or something? Yeah, shit? yeah. Like, the, it was like, yeah, right, it wasn't were... like an impressive, yeah. Okay. It's all so, coming back to me. It's all coming together. Um, all right. My next pick, and I think there's another one coming related to this match. It's like our old favorite Liverpool playing Manchester United. Like I said, Manchester United draw no bet at plus 100 is a very weird line. They are, again, the hottest team in England. Uh, I just don't see how Liverpool are coming out of this match with a win. I think they would be very happy. I would be very happy if Liverpool came out of this match with a draw. So I'm willing to give up the juice here uh, and take the draw no bet and have that protection. You never know. Maybe Nunez has a great game. Maybe Gakpo has a great game. They may manage to get one or two goals and, and everything kind of comes together just right for them. They might get a draw. Otherwise, I see this being an easy one for United. They're 17-3-1 in their last 21 matches, which is crazy. Um, it's just too good to pass up for me. Yeah, and I'll piggyback right off that because Scotty took this before I could get to it. So I'm, I'm riding United 2 in a different way. I'm going team total over 1.5 at plus 115. Like I said during the... You know, when we were talking about this match earlier, United as an underdog, and this one's crazy to me. I know Liverpool's been a little bit better in the league so of late, but they shipped five for Real Madrid just a week ago. Um, and United is in even better form than Madrid has been in in La Liga and in, in Champions League. So uh, I'm going United. They've scored 
uh, two or more in 10 straight matches in all competitions. That's wild. Uh, including two matches against the Barcelona team that their defense has been lauded all season. Yeah, yeah. How um, good is that defense, really? Yeah, and they also did it against Arsenal, lost that match 3-2, but they put up two in that match. They made, they made that one very interesting. They put up two on City in that win. So, And I think that might have been before this 10-match streak. So you have to take this at plus money. They're yes. in too good form. It's one if you lose, you lose. And you just tip your cap to a, a good Liverpool performance, probably at that point. But I, that's I can't at the very least in the top three rules of kicks and picks betting. That I like absolutely everything you just said. I love it. I think it's an easy match to double up on too. Um, there's lots of good, lots of good value all the way around because I think yeah. they're overvaluing Liverpool a bit. But you're going to yeah. get plus money in a number of ways that should be pretty easy to to lock up. Okay. All right, worldwide pick number two. Uh, I am going to the MLS, so this will be our first MLS. This is actual pick. worldwide. We're worldwide. out of Europe's big five leagues now, yeah. <laughs> MLS is back. It's our first MLS pick of the season, second week of the season. We're going with Toronto FC. Team total over one and a half, plus 160 at Atlanta United. Um, Toronto was the go-to MLS overs team. 2022 uh especially since they picked up the three italian players uh that trend continued last week there was a five goal thriller where they lost a 3-2 game so two more goals from toronto fc um the line is not out yet but i do want to call out federico bernardeschi he is should be an automatic play as anytime goal scorer uh he basically scores every single game i think he has at least a goal a game since he's been in the mls takes the penalty kicks, takes probably a lot of the free kicks. Um, so definitely that number was at plus 175 last week. Uh, I think Steve and I both cashed on that one. Um, but if it's anywhere plus 150 or better, I think that's an automatic bet. And Atlanta's not very good. Uh, they play an open game. They're always high scoring. I think they got rid of some of their offensive talent. So um, the over is three and a half in this game. So that should kind of tell you everything you need to know. Expecting goals from both. We all know that the MLS, you know, while it's it's pretty tough to predict early on in the season, match day two, underdogs always do well early in the year. MLS is an overs league. Everybody knows that. One and a half goals plus one sixty. Toronto gets it done. Yeah, I like it. I lost them a draw no bet last week. That was disappointing because they were up two one very late in that match. So uh, upset about that, but they they do score their goals. Bernardeski, just to back up what you said, in fourteen MLS matches now in his career. Nine goals, three assists. So even getting him at goal or assist, that was a prop. We had a parlay out. We put out on Twitter right before the match. Yes. It was him, uh, Drew Driusi from uh, Austin, who also scored, and uh, Josef Martinez from he's now with Inter Miami. He did not score, and that and, and, lost us the parlay, but it came pretty close. And I can tell you, I was at that game. Um, he had chances to score. Goalie made a save on him. Missed a couple shots. Also only played about 55 minutes. So I yeah. feel like that was one of those games where if he could have played a like, little bit longer, another 15, 20 minutes, very possible that play hits. And also one little nugget on Bernardeschi too while we're on Toronto, looking at his numbers uh, in his MLS career in 14 matches played, he's got 42 total shots, uh, 18 on target. So he's like a, a three-shot-a-match guy with one uh, at least one on target every match. So if you could get like a – Three shots or more at a decent number. That's something we will be looking at those player props yeah. later. Yeah, in the we, week. sounds like I might be making a, a shots on target parlay featured only yeah. MLS teams. MLS weekend. teams, yeah. No, and, and one thing we're going to say, I mean, especially the one we put out last week, um, we didn't bet it in this way, but anytime you're you're betting players or you know three or more something like that, 
consider a round robin because two of those would have hit and you still would have made a, a pretty good amount of money. Um, you know, because I think two yeah, of the three I think, hit. I think it was like plus 480 or something of that, the three player parlay. So, right, so two players getting, is probably in the 300 range. Um, you're getting to two something, no doubt. So, yeah. um, something we'll, we'll put out, we'll be putting out some plays over the weekend, but I think, um, that's a good call out. Last question on Toronto Do Yo. they still have Giovinco? And if so, is he still taking their no. free kicks? No, ah. they don't, they haven't seen yet, but he's hurt. He played like five minutes last game and had to be Bernard like stretched off the or PK, so. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say Giovinco was like automatic from free kicks. That dude had so many goals from free kicks. He was he's basically the James Ward Prowse of MLS. All right. Act. There's a little niche reference for everybody. Who cares? Um, moving on to my final pick of hat trick of picks. I'm going with AC Milan, draw no bet, minus 130 at Fiorentina. I stole this from Nick. Well, I took it. Nick really wanted it. I didn't know that at the time, so it's thievery. That makes that me sense. love it though. When, but when we're on the same page, I have been following Milan now very intently and taking unders and overs on them for about five weeks. And what I can tell you right now is I am a firm believer that their defense is back. Um, they had their fourth consecutive clean sheet this weekend. They've allowed just one goal in all five of their February matches after that woeful 5-2 loss to Sassuolo. So I, I really like the, what they're doing in that side of the the game um their finishing was not strong against atalanta this weekend they still managed two goals but i think they probably could have had three or four which would have cashed me my over but i'm going to forgive them because i think they beat down fiorentina this weekend i will again give up a little juice go with a draw no bet protection here just because their finishing has been pretty poor all season long so if you get stuck in one of those matches where they really just cannot find the net this gives you that that out, so to speak, uh, gives you a little protection from a loss in case they have one of those matches. Let, let me say two things in support of Scott. Um, number one, Mike Manana is back, and that is fucking massive for this team. Um, so solidifying the back line even more. Um, he was really good last week against Atalanta, if I recall. I mean, not that they did much, but. Well, again, they had zero shots on target, yeah. so that's um, something. Still, like the confidence of him being back there for the defense is huge. And number two, Fiorentina stink. We've been saying it all year. Do not get gassed up on the illusion that they scored like three goals this week or something like that. I forgot who they even yeah, beat. Hell ass. Yeah, the, there you go. Hell ass. Um, Fiorentina stink. They can't score. Cabral scored. That means he won't have another goal for like a month and a half. <laughs> Love this pick. I was gonna. I was trying to get it as well. So um, I would almost call this like the Podlock 2.0 because that's how strongly I believe in it. Yeah, plus you got the walking yellow card, Amrabat. Oh, Maybe he gets every two game. yellows, gets a red. You never know. Every game. <laughs> Sorry, Steve, what were you going to say? No, no, I, I I need Milan to lose, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Not by Fiorentina. Yeah. Nick, I'm going to let you go before me, and I'm going to piggyback off yours. Oh, okay. Um, Here we are. We, we talked about it. It was one of our featured matches. I, I like Juventus. Their team total at an absolutely astronomical number that does not make sense. They are plus 220 to get two or more goals, so over one and a half. This is either the trappiest of traps or the greatest plus money banger single bet of all time. So I will let you guys decide. I will let Scott, the king of the trap line, weigh in in a second. But we talked about it. Roma stink. Just gave up two to Cremonese. Their goalie is fucking terrible. They have defenders who are lucky to stay on the field most games due to hacks and shitty fouls and 
general shithousery. Uh, is on fire, right? Vlahovic isn't even doing anything. So if that guy scores a goal, forget about it. Four defenders scored in this last game. So now if you're keeping track at home, that's four, three, and two in Juve's last three games. And perhaps the very most important factor in all of this is we have hit four straight bets on Juventus. We unbanned them, and now they are absolutely cooking. Vibes at an absolute all-time high with this team. Two goals in this game, more than double your money. Yeah, and because the numbers are so big, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to double down after I lost my Roma team total over one and a half today against Cremonese somehow uh, because Roma is also plus 185. So screw it. I'm just going to do it. If Roma has any soul, then they'll come out flying after Mourinho, rips them all week long for losing to Cremonese again. And at this number, I'm taking a shot. What do I have to lose? But another Roma team total bet. It's happened before. Probably happen again in the future. But uh this might be one where I take your team total and my team total and just hope one of them hits because if one of them hits, you're pretty much at least going to come out even money. from it all. And if they both hit, then you're you're looking at plus uh, four units. So It's possible. I, I will just comment, just throw in, this is just a comment. The correct score prop 0-0 is plus 600 for this match in case anybody listening to both of those points was interested. What about 1-1? One, 1-0? One, one, yeah, like, I was going to ask 1-1. No, 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 no. Just... Just zero zero is okay. plus six hundred. Okay, so Scotty, two things I want to run by you on these on this game. You are the king of the trap line. Is my pick a trap, or is it too good to be true? What are, what are we talking about? No, it's not because one Mourinho is a big game manager. Um, I think he will play or game plan better against the bigger sides than he does against the smaller sides. That's been a historical thing. Um, and two, like I said, when we were going through this in buy or sell. If you look at a Mourinho versus uh, Allegri match at face value, you're taking unders. Terrorism. Uh, yep. Sight unseen. If before you dig into it, you're saying, yeah, let me take the under of one and a half. So okay. I think that is why these odds are where they are. Okay. Thing two that you did not point out when we went through the game, but I want you to have your moment. You were the first one on the Mourinho out bandwagon. Oh. And, and I think you were off by about two weeks. It's a, uh, just, it is just a literally shame. two weeks that Empoli ended their unbeaten run against Roma because, and listen, I do have Mourinho out hashtag open in Twitter right now. It's, it's active. Um, There's some Arabic posts with a Mourinho picture and a MS paint red X through it. So that's Mourinho out. Um, I see some people screenshotting Cremonese's record in Serie A this season um, and pointing that they had yet to win in Serie A this season. I see some photoshops of clown makeup on Mourinho's face. So um, the Mourinho out bandwagon is is rolling right now. Um, it's early days. There are just whispers in the deep parts of Twitter, but it's coming. And now is the time to hop on board. Unless no, you, you're coach you started this movement way back when. And I, I'm just thinking that if you had the foresight to look two or three weeks ahead in the schedule, you might have earmarked this Juve game. As the start of the Mourinho out movement. Uh, well, no, I don't think I'd give Roma that much credit because I, I think the expectation for this match is, you know, a point is a, a successful result. So uh, I don't know that that would be a Mourinho out movement starter, but certainly a loss to a winless 20th place Cremonese. That's definitely something that can spark that flame. No, but that, that's exactly my point. You lose that game. All of a sudden, you stroll in. Juve or Juve strolls in and puts up three oh, you, like they're going you think to. You've, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, see what I mean? 
but you know what? Like, like I said, Mourinho does well against big games and big matches. Okay. So, um, Coach Scotty and I are available to come on across the Romaverse if you need more insight on Mourinho. <laughs> we, we are here. I'm going to write a Mourinho book. <laughs> um, boys, that that's going to wrap up our hat trick of picks. I, I I mean, I know we're we're on the same side. Most places we're on competing sides in one place. Both can still win. I, I do love that. It's not a zero sum game there. Um, Scotty, let's get this pod lock back on track. What do we got for the people? Yeah. Speaking of hat trick, we have a hat trick of L's for the pod lock of the week right now. Three straight losses. Oh, not great. Not great at all. I think, uh, I was joking about the Torino versus Cremonese game two weeks ago, where I said, neither of those teams can score two goals yet. Here they are scoring two goals in back-to-back matches. So credit to both Torino and Cremonese for getting multiple goals and sparking their offense. I do what I can. This week, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to our both teams to score prop, which we love so much. We're going with Spezia at home versus Verona. Spezia need a draw here if they want to have any hope of, at least a draw here if they want to have any hope of of continuing their their Serie A future beyond the season. Verona are virtually a lock to score in this one. Uh, We know that they're going to score. So uh, I think Spezia are going to have all the motivation in the world to at least get one, if not two. It's minus 125, so... A little bit chalky, but still within that sweet spot where you can bet a unit and still get close to full unit back in return uh, and you still feel good about it. Yeah, 17 against 18, three points separating them. Hellas has been terrible, but this is a game they feel like they can win. It's a game Spezia kind of almost needs to win. That screams 1-1 draw to me. I'd take it. I'd also take a 2-1 Verona win as well, but I would like to see them in, in, in Serie A next season. That we do pretty well betting with them unless yes, they lose do. this one, in which case then they can get relegated. I don't care. Hashtag Sari B. Possible. All right. Well, that will get the podlock back on track. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Guys, thank you all for listening. Please do us a favor and, and share the podcast. Um, give us a review. If you're interested in Patreon, we crushed the Champions League the, this last round. We're putting out player props um multiple times a week so um definitely be on the lookout there thank you again for your support we'll see you next week